Hello and welcome to the Proxima Weekly, your source of news and information for the project and infrastructure finance sectors globally. I'm your host, Maura Murphy, reporting to you from New York. Today is Monday, December 11th. Starting off in the Latin American markets in Mexico, Transition Industries has signed a joint project development agreement with the IFC to jointly develop its Pacifico Mexinol project, a 6,145-megaton-per-day methanol production facility near Topobuano, Sinaloa, Mexico. Under the terms of the JPDA, the IFC will share a portion of the project development costs, provide substantial expertise to ensure compliance with the IFC performance environmental and social standards, and leverage its expertise to support the project financing. In return, the IFC has the right to invest a pro rata percentage of the project's common equity and lead the financing of at least 50% of the project's debt. Pacifico Mexinol is expected to be the largest single ultra-low carbon chemicals facility in the world, producing approximately 300,000 MT of green methanol from carbon capture and green hydrogen and 1.8 million MT of blue methanol annually from natural gas with carbon capture. Pacifico Mexinol is expected to reach final investment decision in 2024 and commercial operations in late 2027. The project is expected to generate an average 3,500 jobs during construction and up to 450 jobs during operations. Moving on, also in Latin America this week, Gold Royalty has entered into agreements with Borborema to provide $31 million in project financing for the development of the Borborema Gold Project in Brazil. As part of the transaction, Gold Royalty will acquire a 2% net smelter return royalty on Borborema for $21 million in cash. Additionally, Gold Royalty will provide a $10 million royalty convertible gold-linked loan. The financing is structured to provide immediate cash flows through pre-production payments and gold-based payments, contributing a combined 1,440 gold equivalent ounces per year to Gold Royalty. The Borborema project is expected to enter production in early 2025. Gold Royalty has also secured commitments from Queens Road Capital Investment and Taurus Mining Royalty Fund for a private placement offering $40 million in aggregate principal amount of unsecured convertible debentures. The debentures carry a 10% coupon over a five-year term with 70% payable in cash and 30% payable in common shares at a conversion price of $1.90. Proceeds will be used to fund the Boborema investment and reduce outstanding amounts under the company's existing credit facility. The offering is subject to customary closing conditions and regulatory approvals. If you're interested to learn more about what's happening in the Latin American markets, I'd also love to point you towards Proximo's Latin American Energy and Infrastructure Finance event. This event is taking place in Miami on February 27th and 28th of next year. Event is really a great place to start your year as the hopes for deal flow in this market uh, next year are expected to be very promising. If you want to learn more about it, you can visit us at proximoinfra.com. Moving into Europe, Orsted has completed the divestment of 50% of the 253-megawatt Goadwind 3 offshore wind farm to funds managed by Glenmont Partners from Nuveen. It was awarded to Orsted in 2017 and 2018 as two separate projects with a weighted average feed-in tariff of €81 Euro per megawatt hour. Goadwind 3 is currently under construction alongside the Borkum Rifgund 3 offshore wind farm, where Orsted and Glenmont are already 50-50 owners. Glenmont also co-owns Orsted's Goadwind 1 offshore wind farm. 
The value of Goat Wind 3 transaction is 473 million euro, which comprises the price of the acquisition of the 50% ownership share of the offshore wind farm and a commitment to fund 50% of the construction. The wind farm is expected to enter into commercial operation in 2024. Also in Europe this week, Ascendant Resources has appointed Banco Santander as MLA for its Lagoa Salgada project in Portugal in relation to potential ECA-supported financing of up to $158 million. The UK export finance-backed facility is expected to be up for $158 million on a non-recourse project financing basis for a total tenor of 7.5 years. The funding will be to cover 70% of the expected project capital expenditures for the Lagoa Salvada project. The appointed uh, appointment of the MLA is on an exclusive basis and sets out the indicative terms upon which the proposed ECA financing is expected to be based. Ascendant and its advisors, SD Capital Advisory Limited and GKB Ventures Limited, have initiated a tender process to solicit interest from a number of global project finance banks to act as MLA for the company's projects. While the conclusion of project financing remains subject to the granting of construction permits, due diligence amongst other requirements, the appointment of Santander as MLA is a significant milestone. The terms of the proposed UKEF support are purely indicative and do not constitute an offer of finance or a legally binding commitment of any kind to provide finance. The provision of any binding offer is subject to, among other things, credit and other internal approvals, ENS approvals, satisfactory due diligence and documentation, uh, satisfaction of KYC requirements, and other terms customary for this type of transaction. Moving from Europe and into Middle East and Africa, EDF Renewables has reached financial close on its Umoyalanga project, awarded under the South African Risk Mitigation IPP Procurement Program. EDF Renewables and privately held investment company Perpetua Holdings were awarded the project in March of 2021. The lenders are Nedbank, RMB, and DBSA. Construction has now begun and commercial operation is expected in May of 2025. As is planned, the project combines solar, wind, and battery storage technologies to offer dispatchable and reliable power to the national electrical grid. It will operate as a virtual power plant combining generation from two sites which are 900 kilometers apart, namely Avondale in the Northern Cape with 115 megawatts of solar and 30 megawatts of battery storage, and Dasis Ridge in the Eastern Cape with 63 megawatts of wind and 45 megawatts of battery storage. The hybrid project is designed to provide 70 megawatts of on-demand power from 5 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. as per the requirements of the PPA with ESCOM. The project has signed agreements with major contractors including China Energy Engineering Corporation for EPC at the Avondale Solar Plant, Vestas for supply and installation turbines, uh, Wind Balance, a plant contract with Power Construction and Adenco Construction to build all required infrastructures on Dasis Ridge, and the BESS supply with SunGrow Power Supply. Also this week in the Middle East and Africa, Meridium has signed a 25-year concession agreement with the Republic of Togo and EDF for the design, construction, financing, and operation of a solar project in Sudoke. The 64-megawatt project will supply renewable energy to more than 700,000 people in Sokode and the surrounding rural towns. Construction is scheduled to begin in mid-2024. For some of our last and most important stories of the day, we move to APAC. 
Aquapower is set to develop the largest green hydrogen facility in Indonesia with state-owned companies PT Persuhan Listrik Negara and PT Pupuk Indonesia. This $1 billion Garja Hydrogen Haiju project will produce 150,000 tons of green ammonia per year and will be powered by 600 megawatts of solar and wind capacity. The bidding project process excuse me, for the EPC contractor for the plant is planned for Q1 of 2024. Financial close is planned for the end of 2025 and commercial operation is expected in 2026. Also in APAC this week, Gurren Energy has announced the final close for its 75 megawatt Palug solar farm in Zambales province in the Philippines. Initial on-site preparatory work began earlier in 2023 and groundbreaking will take place in the middle of this month, December, with commissioning expected in Q3 of 2024. The investment is estimated at 60 million and the Union Bank of the Philippines is the lender. The project is the first of Gurin Energy Solar projects in the Philippines to achieve financial close and is part of the company's growing 7 gigawatt pipeline across Asia. Lastly for today, also in APAC, the 660 megawatt coal-fired power plant Sarabon 1 in Indonesia will likely be retired almost seven years earlier than scheduled as a result of discussions with the plant's owners and government of Indonesia under the Energy Transition Mechanism Program of the ADB. A non-binding framework agreement signed at COP28 by ADB, uh, Indonesian state-owned power company PTPLN, an independent power producer, PT Sarabon Electric Power, and the Indonesia Investment Authority stated that they have conditionally agreed to shorten the power purchase agreement for Cerebon 1 and end the plant's obligation to provide electricity in December of 2035 instead of the original in July of 2042. The transaction is to be finalized in the first half of 2024. CFPPs typically operate for 40 years or longer. Since Cerebon 1 was commissioned in 2012, retiring the plant in 2035 would avoid over 15 years worth of greenhouse gas emissions. Replicating this transaction with other power plants in Asia and the Pacific and beyond would achieve significant carbon dioxide emission reductions. The framework agreement is subjected to the conclusion of due diligence, including environmental, social, and just transition reviews. The framework agreement is also subject to the results of an ongoing study of the technical and financial impact of the early closure of the plant on PLN's electricity system, currently being undertaken by PLN and ADB. The agreement confirmed the parties will continue discussing the financial scheme for the early retirement of Cerebon 1, as well as the impact of its early retirement on PLN's plan to meet power demand through more clean energy or renewable energy generation. And that's all for this week. If you'd like to hear any more about any of these stories or the events that I've mentioned, then please do visit us at proximoinfo.com. Until next week. Thank you.